you can't really choose for somebody else what the best method of dealing with their stuff is. But you so. can look at the chart and you can look at the ascendant, for example, and say, okay, Scorpio's a water sign. It's incredibly deep and intense. It lends itself to any practices of the, first of all, the occult. Is, uh, unless you're Christian and against the occult, in which case you would find ways within, say, your religious persuasion. Why that are allows Christians against the occult? You'd have to go to the Bible on that, and it's oh, a matter of you're, opinion. You're, you're speaking to a mostly very well-educated group of occultists here. So you right. Can, right. You know. Well, Everyone then everyone's very familiar are, are what the, the issues are. So what you do want to do with something like a Scorpio, anyone who ha everyone has Scorpio somewhere in their chart, and if it's dominant, it lends itself really well to in-depth psychotherapy any kind of depth analysis, anything that goes right down through the layers of oneself, trying to get to the, to the center, to the core, to the beginning, to the kernel. It just seems like something you wouldn't want to have as an ascendant. You, you don't have a choice about it, so get over it and yeah. get on with it. You, well, everyone you... has a, an ascendant, and a whole bunch of people have a Scorpio ascendant. Whether, you know, how much of a problem it is for you will depend on the rest of the other chart. So, to, in order to discuss that more thoroughly, you'd have to be talking personally about the actual chart. So Yeah, no, I'm, I'm more interested in giving people insight on how to deal with the charts that they have. I mean, I'm, I just so watched the astrology bit that Netflix recently put up, and it talks a lot about the effectiveness of the placebo effect. And the fact that if you read such and such astrology stuff and think about it, like, it is going to have that effect. Like, placebo is not a joke, scientifically, right? The placebo mm -hmm. effect, yeah, it's it strong enough that some. if you give someone a pill, they can know it's not going to have the same effect as, say, you know, some powerful and anesthetic that you get for treatments like, you know, you're dealing with. Or, or a psycho drug to help people deal with mental states. They can know it's not that drug, and it will still have the effect of that drug chemically in their brain, which to me is fascinating. The fact that someone can know that a pill isn't that pill, and it has the exact same effect as that pill chemically, that's powerful. And that's one of the beliefs behind astrology becoming popular, again, is that because placebos are now known to have such a powerful effect on human minds, this is one of the things scientists are saying, that if someone studies something and hears something about their chart, they will absolutely play into that creation of that event or influence or energy in their life. And to me, that's very fascinating. To me, that's not something that, that proves a scientific framework or a metaphysical astro uh, New Age framework. To me, that's something that points out the fact that, reminds us of the fact that we have such a strong ability as creators and co-creators in our own future, in our own lives. It's certainly true that you want to make sure that you don't um, predispose someone into a, a, a certain attitude, belief, or behavior that's, uh, that's not really their own. It's really important that people develop their own strength so that they, in fact, are only influenced by things that are actually beneficial to them and, and of their own choice. So, um, you know, it depends on the will of the individual.
Right. And Scorpio people tend to have quite a strong will. The only issue with anyone with a Scorpio ascendant is how are you going to use that will because it's formidable. Whether it's in this, if it's in the sun sign, it's even more strong than if it's in the ascendant. So the point about it is you have to decide for yourself, each person, how do you want to handle your, your ascendant energy? And first of all, you have to decide, is it working for me or not? And the extent to which it isn't, then you want to identify it clearly, something Scorpio is really good at doing, because it's very good at going as deep as it needs to go through all the layers to get to the that kernel of truth in the bottom. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't give up easily. Won't give up at all ever. Yeah. No, definitely not. Uh, it also yeah, though, you have to watch at the negative side of the Scorpio is Well of course is uh, most the, of the Scorpios even I've met and that we've known in our family's story are pretty bad people. <laughs> like there's been a, a lot of the villains in our lives have been out and out right Scorpios. Right, so like I don't perceive it that way because no, for me they're not well, billions. My my sister that's was that's fine. You're very and you're especially nice in your your latter yeah. years. My sister was Scorpio. She had a <laughs> lot of issues with uh, fa- coming out of her family issues. She got involved in drugs, and people who with uh, Scorpio or Pisces should actually avoid drugs and alcohol, especially in excess, because they can really get down get uh, dragged into that world. So. You, you know, you're better off to get into the occult and into depth psych- psychology. I, lo- I love that you actually found a way to say you're better off to get into the occult or depth psychology. That's fucking brilliant, Mom. Well, you are. Then, then overusing drugs and alcohol because it can be a real, um, it could be a little bit of a yeah. And this isn't something just for Scorpios. This is something you taught me early on, I think, when I was 13 or 14, to look for occult interest anywhere in the 8th house, even if the 8th house wasn't ruled by Scorpio in the person's natal chart. If they had plants in the 8th house, or wherever the Scorpio house was, either one would show an interest in, in the, the intellectual occult. and the aesthetics of the occult. Yeah. However, I was also told by you that if they, that wasn't compared with uh, planets in the 12th house chances are they wouldn't have any actual intuitive or emotional or empathetic connection to actual spiritual energy work and stuff. It would be and that different. I've seen I've seen that play out. I, I watched that over every chart of every person and every student I had for the next fifteen years and played out to a T, which again, mm-hmm. some of that's me interpreting the data to support the uh, things I was told, but some of that I think there's something to it. There's definitely well, the something to house, it. Which is the my the ascendant is in between the twelfth house and the first house, so it it often is influenced by both of them. Yeah. So it's right in the middle. The twelfth house is the house of spirit. People with personal planets in the house of spirit have an almost uh, mundane, ordinary relationship with other realms of reality. They yeah. actually experience them and feel them. So, and they feel a little out of place in this physical reality because for them, this isn't the only reality. Well, some people call the twelfth that 12th house placement, some people call that the placement of the natural psychic, right? Which, as we both know, is something that in some systems is discouraged and some it's encouraged. I mean, early on when I was doing the practicing the craft and had my 
little coven, right? Like, I would look at people's charts, and if they didn't have planets in the 12th house, I'd be like, yeah, sorry, no. You know, of course, I was 13, 14 years old and very biased based on what you told me at that point. Yeah, but it did this... end up with, it did lead to me having a group of people who were extremely sensitive, and most of our work was mm-hmm. around sensitivity training and developing those skills. Um, the thing that's always interested me, though, and, and that I've struggled with helping people with is what do people do when they're lacking one of those placements but they're still trying to do the work that that placement would help facilitate as well as what do you do when people are trying to escape that kind of world but they have those placements and again you can say it's just through Two understanding really big questions. they're huge questions which we can get into more maybe another time but well, it's a full moon so I thought I'd go there a little bit like okay so let's do one at let's okay. do one at a time then the Take first in people people who want to People who have those placements and want to do more? Is that your first question? There's people who don't have... I encounter a lot of people who struggle for spirituality, but they just don't seem to connect, don't seem to get it. It's like you see this with musicians as well. Every great musician I've known has pretty much all said... They all say you can't... The one thing you can't seem to really teach is rhythm. Like you can improve rhythm and there can be an aha moment where the person gets what it actually is and feels it Mm -hmm. then on out that's how I had to have it happen to me but there's a certain thing it seems that you just can't teach people if mm-hmm. they don't have certain placements and I'm tremendously at odds with that because I like <laughs> I like my astrology tucked away in the corner and you know guarded by scientific logic and not allowed to run free and just dominate the entire interpretive spectrum spectrum of everything I perceive Right, I don't like to interpret my world through astrology. I'd rather have astrology as you know a backup pistol I can pull out if I've lost my main tools of reason and passion. Okay. Um, that's how sort of where where it's developed for me. Mm-hmm. And the thing I the thing I struggle to help people with is people who want to is the two sides. There's two the two big points, and one of them is people who want to have greater sensitivity and have greater a greater overall invocation of spirit in their life, but they just seem to struggle because they don't have the placements where they're not going to either put the priority of value upon developing those skills, or I hate to say that they just can't get them because I don't think that's true. I just well, think it maybe takes more work. So going at it from the point of view of someone has a natural interest in it, it's there's going to be a reason for it in their chart. Find the reason, and that's their avenue into the work. There is always an avenue into the work. Maybe their avenue is a mental path. That Maybe makes it's sense. more than it, rather than uh, an intuitive or, kin- or kinesthetic path. Um, it could be all about the knowledge, and they could end up with enormous intellectual knowledge about the occult and have a great deal to offer. And rituals are rituals. They could do them. What their subjective experience is is well, basically no one's business but their own. Exactly. So, <laughs> well, you are well trained. So that is that is absolutely um. <laughs> not a problem. People yeah. who who um, there's not much value in in going up to your teacher and saying, "Hey, can I read you the last fifty pages of my ritual diary?" <laughs> no, no, definitely <laughs> like, not. No, here's and my the, dream what diary. was the other the other part? Like people who want to have be part of a spiritual path, they'll have an avenue within their personality, as reflected in their chart, of a way of getting in through it. 
you, what you want to avoid are people who want to get involved in order to have power over other people. Well, that's a tough So that's, that's a really um, interesting thing to look at. What you want is people who have the well-being of others in the forefront if they're involved in a group of uh, spiritual people. Because we all know the downside if you get somebody taking too much power um, for the sake of the power itself. And that should be in the chart. And you can see it in the beginning of any organization if that's going to be a problem, too. Hmm. It'll be in the chart of the organization. So things to work at and things to look for, for sure. What was the other one you were saying about people who who have it? But the one was not people who don't oh, seem to have, have the 12th and 8th. Some people, doesn't. I've noticed, have like 8th or 12th house placements. And they can't seem to really escape that that form of thinking um you mean it's do they want to escape it they, or do they want to manage it better either either way of seeing it it's it's the symptom of people who always bring i mean life is not one big <laughs> narrative that is yours and telling a story about you that it's not this narcissistic mm-hmm. path focused on you as the hero it's a ton of different stories and narratives and characters all playing out in competition with each other and with themselves and their own journey mm-hmm. and there's a lot of randomness and happenstance and chaos and i mean you can take deterministic arguments aside and and see how people's paths change other people's paths and people mm-hmm. make decisions all the time that radically alter their lives and so, so how do you but some people um oh, i'm almost lost it where do people go when they don't know what they want and they're using their chart as a crutch Okay, that's very different than where you started. Probably, out with let's go with it because it's Is a full it? moon. Okay, I'm about to do my There's farewell no such thing show in using, an hour. I mean, I, I, I've never really met anyone who uses their chart as a crutch. I just don't well, have like, any look experience. At, look at, let's with that. go back to what we were seeing before, over dinner with Mr. Darcy, mm-hmm. right? He's got this brooding thing going on that made me bring up the whole Scorpio Senna thing in the first yeah. place and led to this whole impromptu. Mm-hmm. I think he, it looks like Darcy's using that shit as a crutch, like in a big way. He's like, oh, hey, if I'm all brooding and dickish, no one's going to bother me, which does me just fine because I'm superior. Yeah, and through the course of the show, Elizabeth helps yeah. him to, well, to bring the out the other Well, transforming power of love and, and trauma and crisis that he goes through. Well, <laughs> it no, takes and... his character in isolation without all of those miraculous oh, experiences that transformed okay. and changed him, which happened because it's fiction. In real life, a person can be in his situation and have that experience, right, without necessarily having those things set forth to happen by an well, author. You have to be your own author well, in your life. N- well, you have to You have to. You create. don't live your life in isolation. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. People will come into your life and impact you, some, some positive, some negative. And if, you if, have, if you're predisposed in all these challenging ways that, that most of us are. Well, it's up to the person. To decide how they want to deal with it. You're looking at someone from the outside saying, oh, he's using that as a crutch. Well, he's in process. 
you you'd want to engage with that person and say you know do do you want to have things different than they are are you interested are you open to it or are you a closed system right now right so if you have if a student for closed, example spinning their, their wheels yeah so if someone is spinning their wheels in their astrology or just in them their lives right if they're just cycling lots through over of the same out. stuff is there an, what are the ways out? That is what I think people are curious about when it comes to astrology. What are my ways out of these patterns? Well, it, you'd have to... Is it to, just self-understanding of the exact influence that we see? You need to be looking at the whole chart then. When you're... Because nobody is just their ascendant or just their exactly, sun sign. Exactly, of course. So if you're... When if you're looking you're, at the pattern. A, this is a big question. Okay. You would have to look at the whole chart and you'd have to see the natal and progress and see that person's life and what options are open to them, and then you'd have to work with it. It's a, it's a gestalt. It it's sounds a great like, yeah, gestalt's issue. the right word, isn't it? And you have to go into it with that person, and the more open they are able to be about their life, the more you can help them find the avenues where they can make things work more effectively for them. You need the whole chart to do that. It, yeah, it really occurs to me as you're describing that process how similar in this regard, then astrology becomes to personal alchemy and all its forms of spiritual mm -hmm. practice. That's where you would want an astrologer, someone you can go to and systematically work through different trajectories within your charts mm -hmm. based on specific issues and questions that are predetermining your life or in a, in a negative way that you want to conquer. That's or, very much like a spiritual path itself. Or you itself, just want having, to maximize... The gifts that you've been given and the inclinations that you've been yeah. given. No, that's it's, very interesting. It's that, not that a actually, limited question at all. It's humongous. Obviously, I grew up seeing you have the same clients over and over, but I think I actually just got a really good insight on exactly why that process is so important in astrology. I, I've definitely always seen astrology as an isolated snapshot of once a year on your birthday, as we've tried to do, or... Or, mm -hmm. you know, I bring a friend home from school and you give them me a snapshot of what they're actually about. And mm -hmm. always shocked, of course, like, like how the fuck is this possible? You know, you made astrology real against all odds uh, for so someone with a scientific mind like mine. Ast astrology is a wonderful tool on an ongoing basis. Yeah. And if you've got access, as an astrologer, my preference would be to work with someone over time on a re repeatedly with their charts and... Yeah. With, with what they're doing in their life. So, in a, it really in is a, valuable for someone to then have an astrologer that they work with regularly, less than just jumping around from person to person, getting random different bits of well, advice. Well, th there's two things with that. One thing, one of the things is you do need to find someone you have rapport with. And if you're jumping around, it sounds to me like you're not getting your questions answered. I mean, there's a small possibility that you're jumping around to avoid the answer, and that's something the person needs to look at. I don't at. know, is that a small possibility, or maybe you it, underestimated? It's, it's a possibility, but it's not the only one. A lot of people are trying to find someone that they have, uh, that are simpatico for them, because you can't work with a counselor, or a spiritual person, or a psychologist, or uh, an astrologer, if you aren't on enough of the same wavelength. Absolutely. So, that's really important, and if people are looking around, then it means that they're they're seeking and they haven't found a niche for themselves or and that may change over time too you know what you need in your 20s as a spiritual consultant or advisor it, it may be very different in your 40s absolutely yeah
So you've got to have respect for or understanding for someone who's moving around a bit because it may be they haven't found what they need yet. But yeah. certainly the best thing with astrology is to be able to go in depth and discuss it on a fairly regular basis as people go through the process. It's frustrating as an astrologer to only see someone once yeah, I bet. for an hour, an hour and a half, and you see things, and you can only say a certain amount in that period of time, and you can't blow up somebody's world with news that their relationship may be over in two years, or that their health is going to take a really big turn if you're never going to see them again. Because it can be devastating for people to be given information in kind yeah. of a... Did you ever have a minimum requirement of appointments? I don't think so. No, I'll, I'll yeah. do what people are yeah. open to doing. There's nothing wrong. There's therapists. A lot of therapists require a minimum three appointments. A lot of music teachers No, I require. don't believe in trying to control people like that. No, but you're, it's a, I can see what you're saying, why it's a valuable thing to suggest that someone... Make, sees, that, make, that yeah. uh, uh, make it available to people. But I'm not really a fan of this. I won't see you unless you see me four times. Well, it's no, like, of course not. But uh, certainly say I would like to see you on a semi-regular basis. Well, the issue for me is, yeah, communicating with someone in a way that helps them understand the value and importance of, of the process of the work. I mean, that's what's interesting to me. Yeah. Because we live absolutely. in such a bite-sized culture, it's so easy for us to get lost in just the shiny new thing as opposed to complete the thing that we have actually started on, right? You've you got to have that final hay in the tetragrammaton, otherwise there's yeah. no manifestation whatsoever and you're just spinning out in the astral. Anyway, i got to go do my final farewell Vancouver full moon show. And Alrighty, well thank for... you for chatting. Alright.